All right. This is what it comes down to. Don't try to tell me that no one wants to work anymore. Tonight, a 12-year-old boy faces charges after stealing a piece of construction equipment from an Ann Arbor middle school and then leading police on a chase this weekend. Ann Arbor police say they responded to a call around 6.45 Saturday night of a kid trying to take the construction equipment from Forsyth Middle School. Well, police say the 12-year-old then led them on a chase at speeds between 15 and 20 miles per hour. That chase lasted until 7.53 p.m., that's when Washtenaw County deputies arrested that little boy. Police say 10 cars were damaged, but no one was injured. All right, so the kid takes a forklift. First, uh, uh, and in looking at the video, you're listening to the audio of this. It's at nighttime. So the kid already did a hard day at school. All right, finished a hard day at school, got off that shift, said, fuck, I got to do some forklifting said damn it there's keys in the forklift good bob left them there for me thanks bob hey how's the kids bob turned on the forklift went for a little ride to go do a shift on the road running from the cops sometimes you gotta run from the cops it's practice (laughs) good on you kid please be safe folks if you are 12 years old do not try to go driving a forklift around. And also, if you are significantly above 12 years old, don't try to drive a forklift around without proper training and certification. Jeepers, creepers, and chimney sweepers. The former Minneapolis police officer convicted of murdering George Floyd is improving after he was stabbed inside a federal prison. An attorney for Derek Chauvin says he's stable following Friday's attack. The Associated Press reports the medium security prison in Arizona has been low on staffing. Officials have not released any details about the attack other than to say they're investigating. Chauvin is serving a 21-year sentence for Floyd's murder. Just hours ago, the Texas Supreme Court heard arguments in a lawsuit challenging this state's abortion law. The plaintiffs are looking for clarity on which medical emergencies qualify for an exemption under the near ban. WFAA's Kevin Reese spent the day listening in on those arguments. Kevin, where does the case stand as we speak right now? Well, as we all know, the justices do not give a time estimate when they will return with the decision, but they are essentially being asked for time for that clarity you talked about on the medical exceptions that are allowed under current Texas abortion law. Multiple women who say their lives were put in danger by the vagueness in that law brought suit against the state. The law allows an abortion if the mom's life is in danger, but they say doctors are hesitant, afraid they will be fined or jailed if they help these women. The state court granted an injunction based on that. The attorney general sued. Now the state Supreme Court is asked to decide what happens next. We are optimistic that the court heard us, heard them, and saw them, and and we look forward to, to hearing the court's ruling in due course. We are not in favor of any weakening exceptions. Children who are diagnosed with a disability in the womb or fatal diagnosis in the womb are as worthy of protection as any other child. The state Supreme Court could just let the law stay as it is or send it back to the state court so that any vagueness about medical exceptions would be spelled out more clearly. For now, all sides wait for that latest decision to happen in the newsroom of kevin reese jason back to you all right kevin thanks for the update on that case 
All right, and coming out of the Houston Chronicle over here, uh, the Texas Supreme Court appears hesitant to clarify emergency exception in state's abortion ban. Article up by Taylor Goldenstein for the Austin Bureau of the Houston Chronicle. Several of Texas Supreme Court's Republican justices appeared hesitant on Tuesday to clarify an emergency exception in the state's abortion ban, despite claims from nearly two dozen women that they were forced to continue medically dangerous pregnancies. I appreciate that they put Republican justices. They're not impartial. They're partisan. They're going to go down party line no matter what the issue is. There is no case-by-case basis. It's party line every time. Uh, We have a quote from Justice Brett Busby. Busby? B-U-S-B-Y. And he says, quote, Our job is to decide cases, uh, not to elaborate and expand laws in order to make them easier to understand or enforce, end quote. Um, okay. Like, let's keep it real what they really are. They're bought and paid for. Their job is to tow whatever the corporate line is. And quite frankly, in capitalism, the corporate line says people need to breed more workers. Get it cracking, no matter how you got to do it. Continuing, the case was initially uh, filed in March by five women, a number that has since ballooned to 22 as more plaintiffs have been added who say they were denied abortions despite having dangerous or unviable pregnancies. They say their doctors feared violating the law, which could result in lengthy prison sentences, tens of thousands in fines, and the loss of their medical licenses. Unlike other litigation, uh, their lawsuit is not trying to overturn the Texas ban or others like it, but instead to clarify exactly how physicians can provide abortions during dangerous or unviable pregnancies. The ban currently allows the procedure only when there is a a substantial risk to the matter. This is something that I remember hearing older heads saying about um, Republicans when I was younger, late teens, early 20s. That they love to legislate and decide things vague so they can cast the widest net for exploitation. Uh, Continuing, lawyers with the Center for uh, Reproductive Rights, which is representing uh, the women, say the exception is overly vague and that the lack of care their clients received violates the Texas Constitution's guarantee of equal rights regardless of sex, among other provisions. Republicans don't actually care about constitutions. It's just a word that they like to say. Like um, liberty, freedom, family values, patriotic and patriotism. 
these are just words they like it's like chance right continuing the state's attorneys meanwhile argue that doctors are at fault for failing to intervene in each of the cases not the law and that the women don't have the right to sue the state because they're not actively in danger that's fun stuff had to get down with them republican states buddy uh justice one of the judges jeff boyd said he was having trouble understanding the state's argument about the women's uh, right to sue pointing to one of them amanda uh zuroski z-u-r-a-w-s-k-i makes one of them polish names uh who developed a sepsis while her doctor made her wait for an abortion because of her complications, Zuwarski will likely not be able to conceive again without medical intervention. Ain't that something? Um, we have a further quote from, oop, whoopsie doodle. We have a further quote from uh, Justice Jeff Boyd. He says, quote, why doesn't she have standing to say, hey, we need someone to tell us what the statute means so that I know what my rights are going forward uh, and my doctor knows what he or she can do moving forward, end quote. Now, one of the lawyers for the state, so a lawyer who is against the victims by the name of Beth Klusman, argued that the plaintiff's concerns moving forward are hypothetica ah yes you see what was done to me was hypothetical and not physical not personal not legislative not invasive (laughs) no hypothetical says the lawyer for the state Beth Klusman K-L-U-S-M-A-N-N Now, a plaintiff would have to know uh, they're going to be pregnant and that they would face this particular circumstance again, Klusman said. So, Klusman, now, what is this lawyer saying? That's just the Republican argument. The, The argument is tacitly saying... Your fault for having the dirty, unchristian, not um, approved by Jesus sex. You probably did it doggy style. Right, let's go over those words again. Beth Klusman is arguing that a plaintiff, one of the people suing, would have to know that they're going to be pregnant and that they would face this particular circumstance again. Though she conceded, oh, here we go, this is the good part, right? Ugh, silver linings. She conceded that, quote, perhaps there is a plaintiff that meets that in this case, end quote. Now, one of the lawyers for the uh, Center for Reproductive Rights goes by Molly Duane. And Molly Duane says that the state's interpretation of standing would require that a woman, quote, needs to have blood or amniotic fluid dripping down her leg before they can come to court, end quote. Talk that gangster shit, Molly. Uh, continuing. The plaintiffs include, uh, quote, 
patients who are trying to get pregnant now and pregnancy, compli- pregnancy complications are likely to occur, end quote. Now, uh, Justice uh, by the name of Evan Young, so this is not one of the lawyers, but one of the judges, Evan Young pushes back. Hmm. What would a Federalist judge say? Well, he pushes back comparing doctors to police officers who have to work out how to comply with the state constitution in use of force cases. Nigga. He is, this is a, this is one of the people in the robes because apparently they're elite and smarter than you and should be making these big decisions. They are comparing performing an abortion to police brutality. Note that when he's saying use of force, he's saying it the Republican way, just doing what they got to does with that billy club baton pistol whatever it is you gotta do man hell maybe even with your knee use of force cases that is something special all right uh we have a quote from uh justice evan young uh here we have a statement in the statute that describes the risk of death or uh, the serious risk to a substantially bodily function. How is that so much more nebulous than the entire body of constitutional law that law enforcement has to apply, end quote. Excuse me? So, (laughs) again, he says, we have a statement in the statute that describes the risk of death and serious risk of substantial bodily function. How was that? Now, I get. I know what he's getting at there. It's that Republican mythological bullshit. It's a lie that um, that if you have an abortion performed, then you won't be able to get pregnant again. It's gonna ruin a bodily function. Serious risk to substantial bodily function, right? That's what he's calling pregnancy, substantial bodily function, and he's saying that an abortion is a risk of death or serious risk to substantial bodily function and then comparing that to a uh, a pig uh, and the entire body of constitutional law. And again, constitution, as we said, is one of those words they just like to say. They just like the sound of it coming out of their own mouths. Continuing... Uh, Molly Duane, uh, remember, Molly Duane is for the Center of Reproductions uh, and says the situations are not similar at all. Yeah, no, they're not. Molly Duane further says that um, this is as police officers have qualified immunity against being sued. Talk that gangsta shit, Molly. Okay. So... It goes back to, uh, what's it? I want to make sure I get their first name in. Beth Klusman responds and says the problem is with doctors, not the law. The ban was not written with the intention of discriminating based on sex. The state has said in filings and abortion care is, quote, 
is not ordinary medical treatment because it involves potential life, end quote. Yo, these are, remember, like, Republicans do not respect your intelligence at all. Like, in at allness, this is is completely and utterly ridiculous. Uh, Let's look at this again. They're saying that abortion is not ordinary medical treatment. That's the first part. And they mean it. They're saying it's not ordinary. And they give you what they want you to believe is a reason why? Because it involves potential life. I gotta tell you, if someone is alive and they need medical treatment, you are potentially keeping them alive longer so they can prolong their potential life. But you see, they only care about dragging out the fetus, not the human being that already exists, not the child, not the adult, maybe the 18-year-old as they can be coerced or tricked into the military, propagandized into it. But broadly and generally, they don't give a gosh darn And just by these stupid arguments they make, they're showing you how much they don't respect you when they say these things. Continuing. And we are continuing with uh, Beth Klusman. K-L-U-S-M-A-N-N. Maybe Klusman. Klusman. I don't know. Uh, But they further say, quote, We're just trying to identify when it's appropriate to end the life of an unborn child. They have to say unborn child. Keep in mind, I'm breaking the quote here to comment. When you say unborn child, that is them being politically correct for their target audience. Political correctness does not have a uh, a partisan bend or an ideological bend. It's a rhetorical practice. All right. So, continuing with the quote, uh, when it, uh, uh, we're, just, we're just trying to identify when it's appropriate to end the life of an unborn child, and the legislature has set the bar high, but there's nothing unconstitutional about their decision to do so. So, they're, <laughs> they're saying the bar high, so they're stating a bias right there. They're not, as a lawyer, this person is not trying to argue law. This person is just trying to stake a moral claim on ideological bias. Continuing. Uh, Busby, and let me uh, run it back and get Busby's uh, first name over here. Where is Busby's first name? Looks like I'm not going to be able to dig that up fast enough. But I I tend to hate that in articles where you get the first name once and for the rest of the article you only get the last name. But Busby noted the cases might have made more sense as medical negligence suits against the doctors. 
Now, Molly Duane re responds and says her clients don't blame their doctors for acting within the constraints of the law. Many phys physicians and hospitals have feared immediately intervening in emergency cases, even when there is a clear danger, given the state's stiff penalties. 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 Penalties for anyone who violates the ban. Two Houston physicians say they've been constrained from providing necessary health care because the law are also part of the suit. Because of the law are also part of the suit. Excuse me. Now, we have a subheading and a continuance. Uh, this is a very good article in the Houston Chronicle. Um, new protections don't go far enough, plaintiffs say. All right, that's your subheading, and we continue into the um, the closing end of the article. The case was before the all-Republican high court Tuesday. Again, yes, use the word Republican. It's a partisan court, not an impartial court. The case was before the all-Republican high court Tuesday after the state um, this summer appealed a Travis County district judge's ruling this summer that found the laws are unconstitutional. It is believed to be the first lawsuit brought by uh, individual women against state abortion restrictions since the Supreme Court uh, overturned Roe v. Wade last year, 2022. Since the suit was filed, Texas lawmakers passed a bill that protects healthcare providers and pharmacists from criminal, civil, and professional liability. If they perform an abortion on a patient with uh, two particular life-threatening conditions, those are ectopic pregnancies in which the egg implants outside the uterus and previable premature rupture of uh, membranes or PPROM. And let's do that again. Previable premature rupture of membranes in which a patient's water breaks before the pregnancy reaches viability. The plaintiff's attorneys say the new law does not cover all situations addressed in the suit, such as fetal abnormalities incompatible with life. They also say doctors remain under legal threat because a separate law, which would be Senate Bill 8, allows any private citizen to sue over an abortion after about six weeks of pregnancy for damages at least $10,000, of at least $10,000. Private citizens can sue anyone who performs an abortion or anyone who helps someone get an abortion. In their lawsuit, the private citizens can be awarded injunctive relief to prevent the defendant from breaking the law again. Statutory damages, basically a no less than $10,000 payout for each abortion connected to the defendant, as well as costs and attorney fees. That lawsuit must be filed within four years of the abortion. Though a physician, the woman seeking an abortion, and anyone who helps her can be sued if the patient was impregnated through an act of rape, assault, or incest, this section of the law says the person who impregnated her cannot be sued. 
We have more coverage of the lawmakers who pushed for this law, opponents who fought against it, and its impact in Texas on KHOU.com. After the arguments on Tuesday, Molly Duane told reporters she was optimistic that the court heard us, heard them, the plaintiffs, and saw them. But the justices fa- but if the justices fail to intervene, Texans will be in the exact same spot that we are today where physicians remain constrained and patients suffer the consequences. Uh, Further quoting from Molly Duane saying, While I was sitting in the courtroom, my telephone rang. It was a call from another patient. This is real. It is happening every single day, and it is not going to stop until someone with accountability in the state can put a stop to it. End quote. One of the plaintiffs, uh, Lauren Miller, and her doctor, Austin Dennard, became emotional when describing the hardship uh, they went through as they tried to navigate the law and save Miller and her baby's life. Miller's from Dallas and learned at 12 weeks pregnant that one of her twins had a fetal abnormality uh, called Trisomy 18 and was unlikely to survive. Despite the risks for her second fetus, Miller was denied an abortion, and she had to travel to Colorado for the procedure. Uh, we have a quote from uh, whoop, from Miller saying, uh, "She has gotten me through two pregnancies, one of which was clearly horrible, hor- horribly traumatic. That is a good doctor. That is not the person I should be suing here. I place the blame firmly at the feet of the state." Mol- uh, that that would be a. Molly uh, speaking of her doctor saying again uh, she delivered him and gave him to me my and my words were you made it it wasn't hi little one it was you made it and I thank you for that the two then embraced end quote now um, uh, Dennard added through tears our two healthy boys are here because of the abortions we received ah that's and that's the close of the article. That's a strong close, right? So it closes on a because we got abortions, we have healthy children. Republican doofuses. Yeah, that's simple. All right, good stuff. Good stuff. 